are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the role of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hello, hello, hello. What is happening, everybody? What is happening, TKO Nation? As always, I hope everybody's been having a blessed day and a phenomenal week so far. Goodness, this past week was so eventful, especially in the world of combat sports and also other sports, I should say. So uh, just as a side note, I mean, OK, I'll, I'll try my best to keep this as brief as possible. But I, you guys know me. Uh, once I get super passionate about something, I just want to talk about it uh, till the next morning. But uh, which this uh, particular topic that I'm going to be talking about right now briefly, quote unquote, briefly, um, I've been uh, catching up with it. I've been interested in it for for quite a while now. So, um, OK, if you are a football fan, please. I, well, I was going to say raise your hand up, but I guess you can do that because you're listening to the radio. But, you know, just just pay attention, uh, tune in. And I'm sure if you are already, even even if you're a casual football fan, you already know um all the great things that are happening in the world of uh football right now obviously we just had the afc championships and the nfc championships and now we know who won those conferences and we know who's going to be playing for the super bowl hello and uh, it's going to be the 55th super bowl that's going to be held in tampa bay florida and uh, the two teams that we now know are going to be playing. So this was just revealed this past Sunday. Yes. Uh, the two teams that will be playing are the hometown team. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shout out to Tom Brady. And specifically, uh, one of my favorite, all-time favorite tight, tight ends. Um, uh, Ron Gr- Gronkowski. Gronk, hello. Yes. And um, the opposing team is going to be the former uh, champion. Or I guess I should still call them the current Super Bowl champions because we don't know who will be winning the Super Bowl this year. So I guess as of t- today, yeah, they are the current Super Bowl Super Bowl champions. Um, and of course, I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs with their superstar uh, quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, the two teams have been playing so, so well this season, um, very strategically, thanks to their quarterbacks. And uh, I feel like it's going to be a great display of, again, strategy and uh, athleticism combined. And I feel like for that very reason, everybody needs to tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Kansas City Chiefs. And um, I was going to say one other thing about that, but um, oh, well, I forget. Um, But, you know, I've been uh, you guys. okay, yeah, I just wanted to comment on the fact that I'm obviously not a football. um, uh, How how do I put it? I'm I'm not too expert when it comes to football. However, for the past uh, few games that I've been catching up with, 
I feel like uh, the more you obviously when you're watching a new sport, well, not like it's it's your first time watching the sport of football, but more so you actually sitting down and putting in work to understand what what the heck is actually going on in the game and you know how, what the rules are, what exactly is the makeup of each team, all that good stuff. Um, I feel like once you do do all that, like I would call it like a thorough. Um, uh, a thorough session to sit down and watch a sport that you're not super familiar with. Once you do that a couple times, it hooks you in. And um, I, what can I say? I feel like I'm, I'm definitely a new football fan out here. And uh, things are looking really great, like I said, specifically this season. Although you would think something otherwise because of all the things that all sports had to deal with because of the COVID-19 pandemic, which the NFL itself actually did, uh, just just as a side note, because, again, I didn't know this myself, and I don't know if other people know this, but the NFL, um, well, the beginning of the pandemic, they, uh, they, they were facing a lot of challenges. So many players were, were starting to test positive. So many coaches were testing positive. It, there came a point that almost every team, actually, no, every team had at least one player or um, staff member or coach who had been diagnosed with COVID-19. And obviously that is not good. And what that also does is that all of your events are going to be either postponed or just canceled or altogether. And so because of all those things, well, football fans actually know that football season usually starts um, in September. But because of all those things that I just said and many more that is kind of like beyond the scope of TKO, to be honest, um, football season actually started about a month and a half after. And so now everything was pushed back and um they were definitely running on a tighter schedule, but they still made it happen. And shout out to all the teams for putting in work. And I mean, even up to, up until the the quarterfinals and the divisional rounds that the teams were playing off against each other, we had underdogs who finally rose to the top. You know, um, really, really awesome teams like the Buffalo Bills, who hadn't even made it to the divisional playoffs since 1993 and um we had the los angeles rams and of course the green bay packers all all of these awesome teams and you know we had like uh good experienced teams and underdog teams that both uh uh rose to the occasion and now finally we are left with the kansas city chiefs and the tampa bay buccaneers and you know just uh, the fact that we know that all uh, like all obviously all NFL teams had to battle each other out to get to the top. But the fact that these two teams are uh, have been essentially sifted through and are the only two teams that have uh, that are just left here. It makes it even so much more exciting. And uh, we already know that we are in for a treat, everybody. So, yeah, that is definitely coming up and it is going to be very, very interesting. But also, OK, so I, I really do want to say this uh, other thing. So the NFL is actually uh, they actually have put forward a plan regarding taking health and safety measures during the pandemic while the games go on. So every single day of the season, the players, actually everybody on every single team 
is getting tested for COVID-19, they're getting tested every day, except for game days. Okay, so that's the health and safety measure that they're taking. However, uh, one thing that I personally came across and was a little bit paradoxical to me, you know, it just kind of like defeated the whole purpose of them testing the players every single day, except for game day, was the fact that uh, if you have been watching football games, you will probably notice that fans are actually allowed in uh, the arenas. And yes, they are social distancing. However, there's at least a couple thousand fans in the arena. Right. And uh, okay, we don't test the fans, though. We don't do a COVID-19 test on the fans who enter the arena to cheer for their favorite teams. Does that matter? Yes, of course it matters. We don't know if the, the the fans are going to be interacting with any members of each team after the game or before the game. Still, if not, just, just transmit uh, the virus asymptomatically. Or even if they do have symptoms, hello, yeah, if, you're, if you have tickets to watch Ch- Tom Brady play ball uh in, a, in any football game are you gonna give it up because of your uh symptoms which uh, you probably haven't even tested for and you're like okay i don't know if it's a cold or if it's something else but yeah i, I have like free tickets to watch tom brady well obviously i definitely know certain people who would um choose the latter um to to, to go go ahead with but you know i'm just i'm not trying to judge anybody at all I'm just saying for this for the sake of health and safety of just society and to to have sports in general um, uh, keep keep going forward uh, without being shut down. Uh, I feel like everybody needs to be treated equally in that sense. And by that, I mean, okay, yes, of course, the teams are getting tested. The The precautions uh, apply to the teams themselves, but what about the fans? If we really do want to keep everybody safe, then I feel like all the rules that are currently being applied to the teams regarding testing every day, they also need to be applied to the crowd uh, who's going to be present at any time in the arena and also anybody else, for example, like broadcasting teams and, uh, cameramen will have to be working on the field who are not necessarily football players or fans. Right. So it ne- they, they all need to be applied to everybody so that we keep everybody safe. Okay. There's no discrimination here. All we care about is every single individual's health and safety. Okay. And I don't know, uh, I don't know who's going to be listening to this episode right now, but if you somehow have connections to uh, anybody who can actually fix this, please, um, oh, yeah, just tell, tell whoever you need to tell and give us a shout out uh, while you tell that, uh, that person of authority. But, you know, I'm just saying, because I, I really, I personally really do care about other people's health and safety. And I'm sure Tikio Nation feels the same way. So I'm happy to be representing such a great um, crew. Anyway, okay, so enough football, y'all, because, um, okay, a lot has been happening in our lovely sport of MMA, as well as boxing. So for boxing, two major fight announcements uh, have been stated out there. 
goodness i'm so excited to talk about them uh but before we talk about those fight announcements i'm just gonna briefly tell you guys what happened over this past weekend with ufc 257 when conor mcgregor fought dustin poirier and i'm sure that even if you casually uh, watch the fight or even if you didn't watch the fight you probably are aware of what actually went down in the fight because of all the subsequent internet jokes and memes that were published after uh what happened in the main event of ufc 257 so by that you probably know as well that um when conor mcgregor fought dustin poirier things were looking really really interesting in the first round to a to an extent that <laughs> conor mcgregor actually looked like he was a little bit ahead in that fight yes he was eating uh really nasty leg kicks kicks to the calf as a matter of fact which uh over time obviously as they accumulate not good at all there's a saying in combat sports um that okay well generally speaking the saying is that if you kill the body the head will go itself in this case dustin poirier was targeting a very specific part of the body the legs which are essentially the foundation of a uh, of any fighter not just a mixed martial artist fighter but any martial artist any any sort of fighter you need to be quick and active uh and agile on your feet on your legs in order to uh in order to be able to run away uh from shots if necessary in order to circle around your opponent in order to you yourself make offensive moves through leg kicks and things like that, right? So legs are essential in, when it comes to fighting. What was Dustin Poirier doing? Well, he was actually attacking Conor McGregor's calves. And he was trying to kill the legs so that the body would, it would die by itself. And so that the head would just go later. And that's exactly what happened everybody because in the first round yes conor mcgregor was uh throwing some really nice shots towards dustin poirier but his leg his leg was being chopped up by dustin poirier what happened in the second round well we thought things were going pretty okay it was pretty close what happened in that case well the legs were already weak through the shots that dustin poirier was throwing or the leg kicks rather that Dustin Poirier was throwing what happened well Conor McGregor he was in so much pain that he almost forgot okay he forgot a couple things okay actually a couple major things so number one um you cannot especially when you're in such a compromised position being that you you are starting to get injured through uh shots or leg kicks or whatever it is you need to make sure that you don't put yourself in a um i i want to use this word very carefully you don't put yourself in a submissive position okay no in a vulnerable position that's the word for sure and by that i mean you do not try to back yourself your own self up against the fence because what's going to happen in that case well you have no room for escape 
And if your opponent, in this case, doesn't Poirier, wants to do anything, well, he's very well able to do so. If it's uh, more shots, if it's a takedown, whatever it is, he's going to be... Uh, uh, his his probability of being successful with any of those things is going to go um, very, very high, right? That's exactly what happened in round two uh, with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Conor McGregor was already uh, starting to get injured. He could not... Well, later on, after in the post-fight interview, he said that he could not feel his leg at all. He said... I think... Um, well, obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that he felt like his legs were dead. That's how bad his legs were hurting. So because of that, obviously, his attention is on his leg. It's hurting. He doesn't know what to do. He cannot feel anything. At the same time, you have this dangerous opponent ahead of you trying to just completely maul over you while you're out here trying to defend yourself and potentially throw more offensive shots in order to win this freaking fight. This is a this is a fight that has such great implications. You do not want to lose this fight. Unfortunately, though, things did not go Conor McGregor's way because, um, well, like I said, there, there were just so many things that were starting to go downhill for him in that fight. And the shots that he, uh, he, he actually had on his chin, if absorbed normally uh, in a normal state, meaning if he wasn't injured, if he wasn't backed up against the fence, I highly doubt that those shots would actually knock out Conor McGregor um, uh, the way we know him. It's not like that was the first time ever that Conor McGregor had had um, uh, had been connected with shots. Heck, he, he, he fought Floyd Money Mayweather, who, okay, sure, you can argue that, okay, he didn't win that fight, but he definitely ate some really nice shots from Floyd Mayweather, and he wasn't knocked out like that. He fought, um, who, okay, he fought Nate Diaz, who's a very uh, well-rounded boxer, he Nate Diaz was consistently like nonstop throwing shots towards Con towards Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor did not go down like that. Or um, even Khabib, but Khabib, I don't even want to talk about Khabib because Khabib is just on a different level. And if I want to start talking about Khabib and what he did to Conor McGregor in his previous fight, then I have to talk a whole episode about that. So I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna try to go there, y'all. But, you know, the the main message of this whole spiel being that, um, listen, once that happens, uh, the fact that he was already in so, so many other um, compromising things, I feel like those were the contributing factors as to why that combination shot that Dustin Poirier threw, threw in round two, that those were um, reasons contributing to why uh, Conor McGregor was essentially knocked out through those shots that we didn't really think were going to knock out Conor McGregor. But alas, they did knock him out. They did KO him. And Dustin Poirier proved to the whole world that he... Well, okay, let's just think about it. Who else in the UFC has been able to defeat Conor McGregor? The biggest name that comes to mind is, of course, Dustin Poirier. Khabib Nurmagomedov and um, Nate Diaz, the first time that he fought McGregor. So uh, Dustin Poirier, through doing what he did 
on fight night on UFC uh, to, uh, during UFC 257. He proved to the whole world that no, his name deserves to be amongst the top names in this stacked, fully stacked lightweight division in the UFC right now. What's next for Dustin Poirier? Is it a title shot? <sighs> we just have to wait and see, though, uh, because, again, Khabib Nurmagomedov is still the reigning champion, even though we a few episodes back, if you if you do recall, rumors were floating around that whoever won this fight between McGregor and Dustin Poirier was going to get the interim lightweight championship belt. However, uh, nothing has been said about that, and it's just uh, it's almost a week after uh, fight night, so I don't think that will actually happen. However, we don't know if Khabib, Khabib is going to be coming back because Khabib, excuse me, I can't say Khabib tonight because Khabib was actually in the arena watching the fight with the UFC president Dana White. But he, um, from the way he was um, talking on social media, I don't think Khabib is interested in taking a fight against either one of these guys, which is fair uh, because I feel like Khabib just just wants that really, really challenging contender to, for, for that person to be his potentially last fight in the UFC. And that's that's totally fair. But yes, Khabib has not said a single word about wanting to fight either one of these guys. Regardless, so I feel like things are pretty interesting in the lightweight division in the UFC. And the results definitely shocked everybody. To this day. And we don't know what's next for Conor McGregor. But um, that's actually a great segue. Because uh, you guys know Conor McGregor has a promotional company, right? And... I think like a couple months ago, it was actually announced that the the legendary boxer Manny Pacquiao has been signed to Conor McGregor's promotion promotional company. So people were saying, okay, McGregor is going to be fighting Manny Pacquiao for a boxing fight. And well, obviously that never happened. But I do have some fresh news, y'all, on Manny Pacquiao. And that is the fact that he's going to be fighting off against the young contender and prospect, Ryan Garcia, who's only 22 years old and is currently undefeated in his professional boxing record. Man, oh man. Okay, this is when I when I heard about this fight, I was I have to be honest with you guys. I was very, very shook because Manny Pacquiao is 42 years old. And like I said, Ryan Garcia is 22 years old. Why do I... Th okay, I have two different views. It's almost like a dialectical essay that I'm about to give you guys regarding what my views are on this current bout. So obviously, this is a huge fight for Ryan Garcia. Not to say he hasn't fought anybody important so far in his career. Obviously, as, uh, you know, people like Carlos Mor Morales, people like Francisco... Uh, Fran Cisco Fonseca, sorry, I cannot talk tonight somehow for whatever reason. And Luke Campbell, who was his most recent win through a TKO. And, um, you know, just, just saying that Ryan Garcia, even though he's pretty young, he has been putting in a lot of work. And uh, he has, he actually has very, very good support in the, in the world of boxing right now. And especially when it comes to promotional activities because he's actually backed up by the former 
boxing legend and current um, uh, CEO of Golden Boy Promotions, the one and only Oscar De La Hoya. So Oscar De La Hoya's uh, Golden Boy uh, Promotion Company actually fully supports Ryan Garcia um, and actually has a fun fact. Oscar De La Hoya himself uh, previously fought Manny Pacquiao many, many years ago. And it's just a little bit, it's interesting. It's really interesting that we are indeed going to be watching this fight. And uh, the fact that Manny Pacquiao, after having not fought in over a year and a half, he, he has actually decided to come back to the to the boxing realm. And um, his opponent, uh, like he's not a easy challenge at all. And the fact that we are actually seeing Manny Pacquiao uh, trying to go ahead against um, Ryan Garcia, who's just so young, so fast, so talented. Uh, it, it is a little bit surprising to me not to say that I don't think Manny Pacquiao is uh, not going to win. So sorry, I actually use a lot of negatives in that sentence. I don't even know how it will, how it will actually work out logically. So let me rephrase. Uh, I, I am not sure um, why Manny Pacquiao took this fight. Because Manny Pacquiao, he hasn't fought in so long. Okay, He is not at his prime anymore, believe it or not. Listen, I'm the biggest Manny Pacquiao fan. I love watching Manny Pacquiao's highlights um, uh, all over the internet to motivate motivate myself every time I, I want to box myself. So um, not to say that Manny Pacquiao is not good anymore. Absolutely the, the exact opposite because he truly is. Even at this uh, older age of 42, he's still able to get it. Otherwise, they wouldn't match, up on, match him up against the 22-year-old Ryan Garcia. But um, I do wonder what's in it for Manny Pacquiao, given that he wins this fight against Ryan Garcia. Sure, he's going to be defeating this guy who is uh, trying to rise to the top. He's so young and he could potentially... Well, he is a champion at various weight divisions right now, but he's trying to just become the ultimate great, the ultimate GOAT or like the greatest of all time, right? So I, I really do wonder what's in it for uh, Manny Pacquiao. But uh, things are at, at, at much higher stake here for Ryan Garcia because if Ryan Garcia wins this fight, this is going to be the biggest fight of his professional career so far. And if he wins against Manny Pacquiao, are you kidding me? That's just going to put him at a different level and he's going to be fighting, potentially moving up weight divisions to fight more important people um, in, in pro boxing. So that's all going to be really, really interesting. And oh, Gosh, okay, so I was actually going to break down this other fight that has been announced uh, regarding quote-unquote celebrity boxing, and I, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have enough time to talk about that, so I'll actually reserve that until next time, because I really do want to thoroughly talk about it and give you guys details and a little bit of critique regarding the current state of celebrity boxing. And yeah, all that good stuff. So make sure you tune in next week to listen to us talk about celebrity boxing and uh, actually the most recent fight announcement in the world of celebrity boxing. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really shady. But uh, if you want to hear more about why I think 
celebrity boxing is um, it may or may not be problematic actually for the for the real uh, world of boxing. Again, you have to tune in next week. Absolutely. Uh, for our next episode. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Unfortunately, I'm just looking at my clock right now. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also go to Spotify and iTunes to catch up and download previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.